Welcome back to hour two of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you haven't already hit that share button, please do hit the share button. Very, very important that you do. Um, It's showing that right now we have only 21 shares. 21 shares. And yeah, the result is that our Facebook viewership is down to 90 viewers right now. So we started at over 200. Now we're down to 90. Um, That's because Facebook doesn't advertise the show in the second hour. So if you haven't hit the share button, please, please do. We're probably going to be departing from Facebook. We'll still broadcast to Facebook, but it probably will will cease to be one of our priorities, especially as Rumble and Gab TV roll out their own live stream platforms. And I know Joe wants to get us on Frank speech as well, but please do hit the share button. It's very, very important. Facebook isn't going to help us do it. We got we got to do this on our own. We got to bust through the algorithm on our own. And uh, and on D Live, continue commenting. D Live's great. I love the D Live comment section. That that those. You guys are my peeps. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I've been following you guys the entire show. We got a little bit of good news that we want to get to. So let's go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is coming to us from UNC Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill has denied tenure to the 1619 Project offer, author Nicole Hannah-Jones. This is the woman who basically authored that whole 1619 um, r- critical race theory BS that America is racist. It's basically the idea that America wasn't founded in 1776. It was founded in 1619, the year that the first African slave reached the continent. So she was up for tenure. And anyone who knows how tenure works in universities, once you get tenure, it is next to impossible to fire you, even if you do like egregious things. So if she would have gotten tenure, she would have been there and been able to spew her nonsense unchecked. Like they can only get you doing, they can only fire you for doing really bad stuff, but they have now denied her tenure because of the public backlash against critical race theory. So when you think that it doesn't matter, when you think that the traje- trajectory of the country, it's immovable, that you can't stop it, realize that you can, even if you don't live in North Carolina, even if you're not a UNC grad, just the public backlash to critical race theory has been so significant that the woman behind it just lost her tenure opportunity. Think about how many kids that will save. Just think about it. Think about how many kids will graduate college without having to be like digest her BS. That alone is worthwhile. Now, I'm sure she'll find somewhere that she'll go. I'm sure she'll find somewhere that will take her, but it won't be UNC Chapel Hill. And that is, at the very least, a reason to celebrate. So we got, we got a couple other things that we want to get to before we get Joe on the line. <clears throat> Yesterday, we played this clip of, of Joe Biden at the Coast Guard graduation ceremony. And he, he delivered a line that completely bombed, completely bombed. And then he starts lashing out at the Coast Guard. Well, it turns out that he actually plagiarized the line from a Ronald Reagan speech, again, to the Coast Guard Academy. And when Ronald Reagan delivered it, he delivered it to thundering applause. So Joe Biden's speechwriters basically went in and said, oh, where can we, uh, where, where can we find uh, good, good things for Joe Biden to say? And it fell flat and he got angry, right? So I want to play it now. We're going to play it again, but it's side by side, Joe Biden and Ronald Reagan. So let's go back and play this. This is cut number one. My Coast Guard aides have been excellent. One of them taught me that 
And I quote, the Coast Guard is that hard nucleus about which the Navy forms in time of war. I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. So you notice that maybe one person, maybe two people chuckled in the background when Ronald Reagan said it, thundering applause, right? Because the whole deal is that the Coast Guard, like you don't think about the Coast Guard until there's a time of war. And when there is a time of war, the Navy's like, okay, we need the Coast Guard, right? So it's a joke and, and it's supposed to get people riled up because let's be honest, the Coast Guard doesn't get a whole lot of love these days. Most people actually forget that it's a military branch. And actually, in truth, the Coast Guard isn't technically under the DOD. It is a military branch, but technically the Coast Guard is managed by the Department of Homeland Security. So it's like a very weird thing. It's a military branch, but it's not under the Pentagon. It's managed by DHS. So it's, it's a line that's supposed to rile people up. When Ronald Reagan delivered it, thundering applause. When Joe Biden delivered it and botched it, right? He botched it. He got maybe one or two people laughing. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is from the transcript of the Biden White House. This is how they reported it. I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in time of war. So they actually didn't even like edit his transcript. The hard nucleus around the Navy forms in time of war. Yeah, it's not even the real quote. They, they include it. But then they added this right here, parentheses, laughter. So the official record will now reflect that Joe Biden said this botch quote and everyone laughed. <laughs> and everyone laughed when, again, we heard it, maybe one or two people laughed and it was like a very awkward, like, huh, huh, huh. like I, they understood what he was going with it, but it wasn't very funny. So even in the White House transcripts, Joe Biden is full of crap. You go ahead and take down my screen. As we wait for Joe to call in, um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, there was another dust up on Fox News with Dan Bongino and Geraldo. I love, I love these dust-ups dust because um, I, personally, I'd love to get them in the same room. I think it'd be funny. Let's do a charity boxing match, Dan Bongino versus Geraldo Rivera. I think that'd be, listen, Geraldo, he's much older, but he's, he's had a couple of naked shots that he's accidentally posted. He, he's, he looks like he's a strong guy. I think it'd be funny. Put them in a charity boxing match. Um, <laughs> And, and just let them have at it. This is from last night on, I, I guess this was Hannity. Let's jump ahead. Let's play this to uh, cut number nine. Information you know, stop NBS. attacking me, the police thing. Address the you issue. Did it, uh, Do you have the you guts to address the, the issue and not again. address it? You, you just, this you is not about yourself, me. Can you? This, you didn't come Ever. on the show you to can't attack control me. Yourself. You came no, on the show to talk about the issue. Because again, Do you have a point about the issue? your position of authority I'm sick of you, Bongino. I'm sick of you. You're a punk. You're <laughs> you're let an him uncontrolled talk. lunatic. Geraldo, I'm sorry, let him talk. because you can't go on the air. I'm really? an out of control lunatic. Can you calm lunatic. down? Yeah, you really I'm need to calm down. I'm a ten-time Emmy winner Maybe with try deep experience in the Middle East. Guys, have you even been there? I've covered Sean, every war since 1973. When he stops talking, I do have a point. If your point is about me, I'm not going to stop. If your point's going to be about me, Geraldo Rivera. 
does not understand that Hamas doesn't believe in Israel's right to exist. Hamas <laughs> he just walks away. the Jews dead. He just and walks what does away. He do? The same thing with the police issue. He makes this an emotional thing. <laughs> he just turns and he his says, back. The Palestine. What is what is happening? What is happening? You're a punk. You're a punk, Bongino. I, I'm a ten-time Emmy winner. Like, listen, anyone who has to tell, who feels the need to tell someone else that they are a ten-time Emmy winner, has lost that debate i'm sorry if you have to bring out the shelf of emmy awards <laughs> one of which i think was for al capone's vault <laughs> if you have to bring out your shelf of emmy awards you've already lost the argument you just have you just have i, I want to play that again let's play it again let's play that cut number nine again this is just too good information you know, stop and BS. You did it on punk. the police thing. Address the you issue. Did it, uh, Do you have the you guts to address the, the issue thing and not again. address it? You, you just, you this is not about yourself, me. Can you? This, you didn't Ever. come on the show you to attack me. Yourself. You came no, on the show to talk about the issue. Because again, Do you have a point about the issue? your position of authority I'm sick of you, Bongino. I'm sick of you. You're a punk. You're Haraldo, <laughs> let him talk. You're an uncontrolled lunatic. Haraldo, let him talk. Because you can't go on the air. I'm an out of control lunatic. Can you calm down? Yeah, you really I'm need a ten to calm time down. Emmy winner Maybe with try deep experience in the <laughs> Middle East. Right, guys, Have you guys, ever guys, even okay. been there? Uh, I've been there. Point, Sean. I've covered Sean, every war since I 1973. Make my point when he stops talking, Aralda, when he stops talk. talking, I do have a point. If your point is about me, I'm not going to stop. If your point's going to be about me, I'm not going to stop. Geraldo Rivera does not understand that Hamas doesn't believe in Israel's right to exist. It's too funny. It's too funny. It's too funny. Oh man, it gets me every time. Every time they're on, they're on the same network together. That is, uh, yeah. Let's just have him. You're right. Let's just have him read his whole resume. Like I've, uh, I worked here. I worked here. It's, it's funny. That's funny. And listen, there's a lot of people in power who believe that that their resume is enough. Oh, I, I've been here for 20 years, so you have to reelect me, right? I've been in this position for a decade. My dad used to hold the seat, therefore I deserve it. And in reality, when you look at it, they really don't deserve it. And this is true across the board, not just with Geraldo Rivera, which I, I used to like Geraldo, but for whatever reason, whenever Geraldo's with Bongino, the sparks fly. But this is true across the board, whether it is federal government, we went through that list of 35 Republicans who deserve to be unseated. State government, I mean, think about how the, what the pandemic has taught us about state health officials, county health officials, recognize county health officials usually run unopposed, unopposed. And all of a sudden they have this emergency power. So if you don't like the way the country is going, it's imperative that you check out our sponsor, how to run for office as a Christian conservative, how to run for office as a Christian conservative. Check out the link in the description. They have a coursework that will teach you how to run for office, teach you how to run for office the right way, teach you how to help other people run for office. And as I keep saying, they do it from a, a biblical worldview. I can't stress that enough. You see, I mean, we, we look at the Democrats. We look at Nancy Pelosi, the fight that Nancy Pelosi is in right now with the Catholic Church, where she's saying, like, oh, I'm just going to get I'm just going to get communion no matter what. And, and you realize that that what she's spewing is so anti-Christian, it, it hurts to even do the comparison. There's there's no you do a Venn diagram between Christianity and Nancy Pelosi. There's nothing in that center circle. So she's been corrupted. You have to think at some point she probably believed. Who knows? But she's absolutely been corrupted by the office that she's held for all of these decades. 
you got to make sure that if you're going to run for office, you do it the right way and that you, you use your position to glorify God through government and you don't allow the position to corrupt you and to change you. And that's why how to run for office as a Christian conservative, that's the bit at the end that makes it so important. That's why we're proud to partner with them and we're proud to offer that coursework to all of our listeners and viewers. So to go to www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD Charlie Delta. And if you use promo code CD10, Charlie Delta 10, you'll get an extra 10% off the coursework. Really, really important stuff. As I said, it's so important to glorify God through government for such a time as this. Again, go to www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD and use promo code CD10. All right. Any, any news from Joe, Mr. Producer? Has he called in yet? Haven't heard from him yet. Haven't heard from him. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So we're waiting on Joe. Joe will be on shortly. I saw this. This really made me chuckle, but it's, it's entirely true. It's absolutely true. So let's go ahead. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Uh, actually, you can't read this. Let me, let me zoom out. That's the person who posted. Give him full credit. Mama Lion Pack. PSA to restaurant owners. The people who want vaccine passports are the ones who were happy to let you go bankrupt because they were afraid to go out to eat for a year. The people who kept you in business are the ones you'll be banning. I saw this and it just it struck me that it's, it's so true. It's so absolutely true. When you look at the, the push for the vaccine passports and all that, any restaurant that embraces vaccine passports, they are embracing the very people who wanted to drive them out of business for fear of a respiratory virus. I cannot think this perfectly encapsulates, in my opinion, of, of uh, cutting off your nose to spite your face. I can't think of anything dumber than that. We can take that down. So we've been talking, and I'm, I'm interested to get Joe's view when he calls in. Um, we've been talking about how Democrats cozying up to Hamas say Hamas is not a terrorist organization. They are. It was named terrorist organization by Bill Clinton. Not Donald Trump, by Bill Clinton, Democrat, former president. Also a womanizer. Just Bill Clinton's a rapist. Infowars.com. Um, yeah, he, he did it. It was a Democrat decision to label Hamas as a terrorist organization. When you have Democrats in Congress right now praising Hamas, saying that Hamas is, is the victim here, when Hamas was, was firing so many rockets at Israel that the Iron Dome couldn't pick them all up, at, couldn't pick them all up, it, it's shameful. And then when you see the same Democrats say that we need to investigate and prosecute conservatives, equally shameful. I've been seeing, I mean, I talked yesterday uh, briefly about this guy who went to the dentist and bragged about, yeah, he shouldn't have been doing it, smoking marijuana in the Capitol building on January 6th. Shouldn't, that's bad. Don't do that. But overheard at the dentist, the lady turned, I, I don't know if the lady, I assume it's a lady, I assumed it was a Karen, but they turned him in to the FBI and now he's being prosecuted for, for basically trespass. It's stunning. It's stunning to me how, how this has just gotten so out of hand. We are closer to a civil war now than we were probably, I mean, January 6th, we were pretty damn close. The, the, how heated it got in January 6th, um, we were pretty damn close, but we're, it's not getting better. And if Democrats think creating this January 6th commission is going to bring the country together, I mean, I'm, we, they keep saying that. I keep waiting to hear how they're going to bring the country together. What, through subpoena powers? Through dragging Donald Trump into testifying? I mean, how is it bringing the country together when the Manhattan district attorney is now going through old real estate loan applications to try and find somehow to prosecute Donald Trump? I mean, 
this if this is what it looks like to bring the country together, I'd hate to see how Democrats would envision tearing the country apart because they're doing a damn good job of it. They really are. And when we have a situation where we have Jews on the street being attacked by Palestinians and nothing from the White House, like if this had happened under Trump, there every single reporter would be saying, will the president denounce the anti-Semitic attacks we are seeing on the streets of the country? Like, really, th that's what the question would be. And if Donald Trump didn't denounce it fast enough, the headline would be Donald Trump refuses to denounce or Donald Trump, Donald Trump fumbles attempt to denounce or Donald Trump only half denounces. Or they say, oh, well, he denounced it. But if you listen really close, there's actually a dog whistle in there telling them to keep doing it. It's just it's insane. But here we have a president who's who's embracing Hamas, a Democratic Party embracing Hamas. People are being attacked in the streets. And it's, even even when we showed that one video with the guy in New York, he's under police protection. They're running away and they're still attacking him. The fact that they are not even trying to, to temper this and the fact that the media, the so-called fourth branch of government, isn't even trying to hold Biden or his people accountable for this. It's disgusting. It's shameful. Honestly, I, I, I knew that this was going to happen. I knew that they would never be as tough on Biden as they were on Trump. I, I, I knew that, right? What I didn't expect is that it, it would just be like it just fell right off the table. I didn't expect that it would just be go from 100 to zero. But I mean, not all that surprising, but I had hoped, I guess, I guess in my mind, I had hoped that they would be better than this. I really did. So again, our call in number 888-441-1121 if you want to talk and let me know what you think about now being branded as a worse terrorist than Hamas, apparently. Very interesting. Uh, I, 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 I'm stunned by it. I'm stunned by it. And we have other news, right? So as we, Joe's a little late calling, but that's okay. Um, there's other news. So not just, not only you see the, the Democrats are going after Israel. They're saying, we don't want to give Israel weapons. We want to let Hamas restock their weapons. Well, again, this is why I mean, they think you're worse than Hamas because while they are trying to focus on helping Hamas fight, they're also trying to disarm you. This is a flashback to last month. Remember when Joe Biden said that they were coming for your pistol braces? Let's play cut number eight. We want to treat pistols modified with stabilizing braces with the seriousness they deserve. A stabilizing brace hook and a pencil essentially makes that pistol a hell of a lot more accurate and a mini rifle. As a result, it's more lethal, effectively turning into a short-barreled rifle. That's what the alleged shooter in Boulder appears to have done. So right now, the, I have mine right here, just so you can see what he's talking about. He's talking about this piece right here. This is an arm brace for a pistol, and this is legal. It is designed to go against your forearm right here so that you can um, handle the recoil as you shoot. Joe Biden says it should be illegal because it will make the pistol more accurate. In what world do we want people running around with pistols that are not accurate? I mean, you start breaking apart their gun control language. It doesn't make sense. Oh, we're going to ban it because it makes it more accurate. Huh. That's interesting. He said, we're going to ban it because it's basically just a short bowed rifle. And yeah, a lot of people buy these pistol grips, these, these braces for that reason. I didn't. I bought it to use it as a brace. Nice try, ATF. You're not going to catch me. You got to wake up earlier than that. I bought it to use as a brace and I exclusively use it as a brace 
and I have the letter that tells me I'm allowed to use it, but the Biden administration is rolling out new guidance that will change the rules. So everyone who bought one of these devices on their on their pistol received a letter from the ATF saying, you are allowed to own this, you're allowed to use it. Let's go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer. We don't have the text of the document yet, but we do have this. We have notification that from executive order, let me make this a little bit bigger, sorry. Executive order 12866, stabilizing brace factoring criteria. They have now, the DOJ has filed their new executive order, their new proposed rule for regulatory review. This is the first step in that process. Once it undergoes regulatory review, they will publish it in the Federal Register and they will have a comment period where we will all be able to comment and tell them how how, how trash they really are. Oh, damn it, I said it. Um, so we're not at that point yet, but it's coming. And what they're going to do is they're going to try and take anyone who has one of these devices and make them a felon, even if they have a, a letter from the ATF saying that you're allowed to own it. Change the rules. If we live in a country where they can just change the rules and make anyone a felon like that, well, no one can possibly live in that kind of situation, right? No one can possibly comply with the law if it changes this frequently. So I, I bring this up because this is part of the whole deal. Right. They aren't just talking and saying that you're a terrorist. They're actively trying to disarm you. They're claiming that if you have one of these guns, that you are a threat to society because it makes the gun more accurate. It does. It makes the gun more accurate. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. But they want to ban it anyway. So they don't just think that you're a terrorist. They also want to disarm you. Go ahead, take down my screen. We do have Larry on the phone. Larry wants to talk about everything we've been talking about today. Larry, welcome to the show. Larry, are you there? Yeah. How you doing, Max? Pretty good. How you doing? Hey, pretty good. I'm I'm just uh, going over the stuff uh, that's going wrong in uh, Israel. Mm-hmm. It's they, crazy. They want to uh, make us look bad for supporting Israel, and they want to support uh, terrorists. Yeah. And listen, it's, it's I support Israel. Thing, I support Israel. It's it, it's not an open-ended, like total support though. It, like when I see Israel building settlements and, and what and what that sometimes entails, I'm not on board with that, right? But if, if we're just talking about you have to pick one side over another, either Israel or Palestine, I'm on the Israel side every day of the week, especially when there's rockets flying through the air, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, go ahead, keep going. Oh, I'm just saying. It seems like a dumb idea to pick on some people that believe an eye for an eye. That's their model. Um, I don't think uh, it's a wise thing to do to mess with them. Yeah, no, no, you shouldn't. Like, <laughs> Israel's whole deal is, like, the minute you kill an Israeli civilian, it's game on, right? It, it, they, 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 it's not symmetrical. It is asymmetric warfare. They want to, ins they want to impose a price and they want to impose a price on the Palestinians for what they're doing. It's not, well, you killed one of ours, we killed one of yours. It's, no, you killed one of ours, we're going to level the entire building that Hamas was operating out of, right? It, it's very asymmetric, yeah. and they have the right to do it because every country should have the right to live without fear of just rockets falling on them at any moment. Absolutely, yeah. Totally agree. I want to thank so what, you, what do you Max, for all what you're do you doing uh, 
your oh, thank uh, you. insight and your knowledge and uh, your study. It's great, man. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, yeah. it, it's harder. It's harder alone. Um, but it, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. What do you think oh, yeah. about, what do you think about the push for the January 6th, January 6th commission? To basically give well, give us they're just bringing up the dumb stuff, but you know, I I don't think it was an insurrection, and then people can go out on the streets and burn stuff down, and nothing happens to them. But if a guy puts his feet up on a desk, he he's in jail for so many years. Yeah, they, they gave him a plea deal. I think it was eighty five months. <laughs> what a joke. Yeah, so like the guy walked into Pelosi's office, put his feet on the desk. I th- I think I forget the exact number, but it, it was over eighty months. That was the plea deal. Basically, saying, okay, we'll, we'll give you, we'll let you go to prison for eighty some odd months if you plead guilty. What for putting his feet up on someone's desk? I yeah. mean, this is <laughs> and nothing ever ever happened to Sullivan or the pink hat lady. No, no, Sullivan sold his footage to CNN. We're talking everyone who doesn't remember John Sullivan. He was the Antifa. We did a whole episode, a two-hour episode, doing a deep dive into his social media history where he admitted he was posing as a Trump supporter and he was with a yeah. CNN photojournalist. Nothing happened to him. He violated the terms of his release and still nothing happened to him. He sold the footage, I believe CNN or, or MSNBC, made a, a bunch of money and nothing's happening to him. But no, the guy who puts his feet up on the desk, he's getting the book thrown at him. The guy... <laughs> One guy, one guy was just standing in a doorway, and they're now going after him. This, uh, this is insanity. And when, and when you see what's still going on around the country with BLM, with Antifa, they, they yeah. are trying to terrorize the population. The fact that the FBI is just letting that happen, when you know that they are used, they are committing multiple times of fraud, types of fraud. I was watching. I, I, I don't like to watch BLM's productions because I think it's a big waste of time. But I was looking at one. They did a live stream. A couple, a few months ago, I think last year, and they paid one hundred and forty-six thousand dollars for the live stream, and it was it was put on like it was just two people with their laptop. So there's lots of really shady stuff happening in this organization that definitely deserves scrutiny. But no, they're not going to get investigated. They're going to look at Donald Trump's real estate loan application from ten years ago, 15, 20 years ago, right? They're going to look at the people wow. who were smoking a cigarette or smoking uh, a joint in the Capitol. And they're going to go after <laughs> them because they were overheard at a dentist's office, right? The prosecutorial discretion is is disgusting, and we've seen that for the first time they are going unapologetic and they are willing to actually prosecute people who disagree with them politically. It's uh, it's it's really I say it's disgusting. It seems like an understatement, but it really is. Yeah, it's a shame. We're gonna have to stand up, man. Yeah, we 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 will shortly. Um, give you give you one final word before we let you go. How do you think this goes? Where do you think this is going to go from here? Well, I think it's uh, leading up to bad stuff for conservatives, for for sure. But uh, it seems like everybody that's uh, rioting and tearing up the country is getting a free pass. Yeah. Something has to be done, and I, I think we're going to have to do something. Well, that's, that's the scary part. The scary part is that something has to be done. Who's going to do it? You would think that the, that the FBI, that the police would be the ones to do it. And it's a terrifying thought to think that, I mean, we covered it on the show that Antifa BLMers are now in Texas stopping traffic. And last year there was a case in Austin where someone was shot dead for trying to stop a car at gunpoint. 
I mean, th this is going to get messy if, if they're allowed to keep going with this. It's going to get very messy, even taking the FBI BS out of it. If Antifa and BLM are allowed to continue operating unchecked, it's going to get very messy. Eventually, someone's going to get really tired of putting up with it. And, and, and that's the that's where you really hope that police or FBI can step in before that happens. But I don't see it happening. Unfortunately, I, I think that there's going to be bloodshed. Right. I think uh, we're all going to have to take a stand like DeSantis and uh, say, well, bring it. If you do, it's yeah. going to get bad for you. Yeah. Yeah. DeSantis and and Abbott here in Texas are in a battle for who can be better. I, I, I know they're, they're every, every, every week yeah. they come out with something like, Oh, Oh, you're going to ban abortion at 15 weeks. Abbott's like, I'm going to ban it at six weeks. <laughs> oh, you're going to put people in prison. You're going to put people in prison for six months. If they block traffic, I'm going to let them run you over. <laughs> they're just, it's the back and forth. Uh, I don't know who's going to win, but if you live in Florida right. or Texas, it's, it is absolutely a great time to be a conservative. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Larry. I really do appreciate the call. And you have a good one, okay? Well, you guys are doing great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Again, our call in number 888-441-1121. Still no sign of Joe he's supposed to call in. He's on his way to the airport, so we're hoping to get him calling in on his way there. We'll have to see if uh, if he can get service. But in the meantime, anyone else who wants to call in, 888-441-1121 is our number. I'll tell you... <laughs> When you see the videos, you see the videos of, of Antifa, right? It, it, you can feel really helpless. And listen, I, I carry everywhere. I, I, I can still carry everywhere I'm allowed to. Uh, funny story, I'm on the HOA board here in my neighborhood. I know, I know. I ran because the HOA last year decided to just unilaterally close our swimming pool. So oh, it's COVID. You can't have a swimming pool. I really wanted to teach my son how to swim. Couldn't do it. So I, I ran for the HOA board. I ran on the pool party. That was the political party, little play on words. I uh, got the pool open, but there was a sign on the pool that said no guns allowed. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, what? What, no guns allowed in the pool? Well, first of all, if I'm going swimming, I'm probably not gonna have a gun on me. But if I'm there and my son's swimming and I'm not planning on swimming and I'm just sitting on one of the chairs then yeah, I'll, I'll have a gun on me. You never know, right? You never know. So I fought, 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 got it removed. So now the HOA pool where I live, now you're allowed to bring guns in. I don't know if anyone will, but uh, it's definitely a call for if you, if you see something like that, I encourage everyone to, to take that fight in your community. Again, check out the sponsor at the beginning of the hour. But when you watch these fights, the streets fights, whether it's the Antifa or the BLM or the Palestinian, Palestinian bloc now, you realize just how fast something can go sideways. And yeah, th that's what it looks like in an urban environment where police are really close by and they can they can get you help immediately. Like we watched that one video in New York where the guy was getting attacked and police were right there and they rushed him somewhere where he could be safe. Yeah, he was bleeding, but he was safe. And don't worry, we'll get you an ambulance. They're on their way. Not everyone has that luxury. And we all don't get to choose when and where disaster strikes. So if you live in the suburbs, if you live in a rural area, if you spend a lot of time outdoors, if you have a, a, a mountain cabin or a lake cabin, somewhere that's off the beaten track where the cell service doesn't work, right? And disaster strikes, what are you gonna do? Well, you're gonna do whatever, whatever you can. But if you don't have that coverage, 
specific coverage to keep you safe if an emergency strikes in one of those areas, you're going to be paying a lot for it. That's why we're proud to partner with Aramaic Care Network. It, in my opinion, it's, it's the premier, premier insurance plan for you to protect you if disaster strikes and you need to be airlifted to a hospital for as low as $85 a year. And it gets lower if you buy the three or five uh, year plans. $85 a year covers you and your entire household. So you'll have to read the fine print of what constitutes a household, but I'm pretty sure anyone living under that roof is covered. So if disaster strikes, if, if, if you have a medical emergency and you're off the beaten track and you're somewhere where it would take too long for an ambulance to get to you, or I mean, we've talked to people in the suburbs where it's rush hour, disaster strikes, and they're just not going to, they just know we're not going to be able to get to the hospital. They get airlifted from one town to another. You're going to want this coverage because the bill for that airlift gets up there. Talking 20, 30, 40, 50 grand just for an ambulance ride to the hospital. But with Airmaid Care Network, as long as you use an AMCN provider, your cost will be zero. So again, I implore you, if you haven't already, check out airmaidcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. Depending on what plan you buy, whether one, three or five year, you'll get up to $50 back. It's common sense stuff. So again, go to airmaidcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get your money back. All right. Any, any word from Joe? I, 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 I feel like a broken record. Yeah. Nope. I haven't heard from him. Shot him a text. All right. Can you, can you shot him a text? Can you call him? Yeah. I'll give him a call. All right. Give him a call. Let, let's see. Sometimes he gets distracted. Sometimes he just forgets about what time it is. Um, give him a call. Our film producer, everyone say good luck. Film producer getting Joe on the line. <laughs> everyone say good luck in the comment section. Um, anyone else wants to call in 888-441-1121 is our number people saying i should run for president yeah i wish <laughs> i wish maybe maybe one day who knows who knows I, I i might run for a lower office first and see how that goes i'm gonna wait and see how what redistricting looks like because texas is getting an extra seat and uh if the if the map changes a little bit my area of texas might be a little bit more i'm represented by a democrat so my area of texas might become a little bit more competitive if they redraw the map a little bit so we'll see We'll see. Um, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe one day. But I, I appreciate the encouragement. I really do. Some people have been asking, what cup am I drinking out of? I'm cup drinking out of the cup celebrating the inauguration of the last true president, Donald J. Trump's 2017 inauguration. Um, so, yeah, if, if you try to figure out what cup I'm drinking out of, it's my 2017 presidential inauguration cup. So hearing from the producer that Joe is getting on right now, we'll get to him shortly. Anyone who wasn't watching in the beginning of the episode, while we're waiting for Joe, let's put up image number one again. Image number one. These are the 35 Republicans who betrayed the conservative base and decided to vote for this sham January 6th commission. Can we put that up while you're getting Joe ready, Mr. Producer? Image one. Is it, are you there? I may have lost him. Here we go. Okay. These are the 35, the 35 Republicans. So in no specific order, we have Tom Rice, Dan Newhouse, Fred Upton, Tom Reed, Peter Meyer, Adam Kinzinger, John Katko, Dusty Johnson, Brian Fitzpatrick, Anthony Gonzalez, Jamie Herrera Butler, Chris Jacobs, Steve Womack, Stephanie Bice, Andrew Garbarino, Liz Cheney, David Villato, Chris Smith, Marionette Miller-Meeks, Rodney Davis, Don Bacon, Van Taylor, Tony Gonzalez, Mike Simpson, 
Maria Salazar, John Curtis, Michael Guest, French Hill, David Joyce, David McKinley, Gwen Moore, Trey Hollingsworth, Jeff Fortenberry, and Carlos Jimenez. So those are the 35 Republican congressmen who voted to create a January 6th commission. Now the next step for this is it will go to the Senate. And in the Senate, they will need 10 Republicans. So they got 35 in the House. If they can get 10 in the Senate, then they can create this new witch hunt, or as Donald Trump called it, impeachment 3.0. So will they? I don't know. But we are going to fight like hell to stop them from getting those 10. Listen, if they can get 30 in the House, we cannot just assume they won't get 10 in the Senate because there is no shortage of Republican cowards. There is no shortage of traitors who are willing to stab conservatives in the back if they think it will help themselves politically, which is why I said this in the start. It's important to make sure that these people have a little bit of fear. Not This isn't a call to violence. I'm not saying anyone to like go threaten anyone, but a little bit of fear in our politicians, not us fearing, but our politicians having a little bit of fear is healthy. It absolutely is healthy. So that's why we run our fact spots. And I'll mention again, if you haven't already, make sure you sign up for our email news- newsletter. The link is in the description. So we're up to 39 shares for the show for today. That's still low. So if you haven't already, hit that share button. Only 66 people on Facebook have given it a thumbs up. That Those are rookie numbers, people. Come on. Hit the thumbs up button. Just right now, we'll wait. Push the thumbs up button. Help us reach more people. DLive comment section again going crazy. <laughs> they, are, they are the cheap seats of the stadium. Without a doubt. And I say that affectionately as someone who grew up sitting in the cheap seats. Um, DLive is going crazy. But on Facebook, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Make sure you hit that share button and comment if you haven't already. So we're waiting on Joe. Joe's taking his sweet time. Um, usually when, when, when Joe says I'll be there in a minute, it sometimes is five minutes. We're hearing that Congress has passed a $1.9 billion bill to bolster security at the Capitol after the violent January 6th insurrection. Pretty incredible. $1.9 billion. Donald Trump offered them the National Guard. All they had to do was take him up on it. They refused. So now, uh, now they're trying to play catch up. And I guarantee you, they're, if they're going to spend $1.9 billion shoring up the Capitol, you're going to see more fencing. You're going to see more barricades. It's not going to be the people's house anymore. So while we're waiting for Joe, we do have Susie calling in. Susie, welcome to the show. Hi, Max. Nice to be on. So hey. I just want to talk a little bit with regards to what you were referring to with um, the 35 individuals that voted for mm-hmm. this commission. So I, I have to first of all give you guys kudos because prior to this, I've never been involved in politics. And I thought, okay, if I want to make change, I got to get involved. Mm-hmm. So I started going to our um, district meetings, and it surprised me to hear them say that they've tried to censure two of our Michigan reps several times. Wait, 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 let me guess. Is one of them Fred Upton? Yes. Ha! <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> yeah. So they've tried to censure them twice. And our state GOP has turned it down. Is, is the other one Meyer? Which was like, why? 
Upton Upton and Meyer? Yes. Are those the two? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Meyer Meyer's terrible. Meyer uh Meyer replaced yeah. that other guy who was libertarian, left the party, and he's just as bad. So they try they tried to censure them twice and it didn't work? No. Nope. They were told that they were not going to do it and to quit trying to bring it up. It was brought up to them several times. Yeah. And wow. the county that's a good I'm old boys in, club. Yeah. The the county that I'm in is one of the largest counties. Um, and it's very much a pro Trump county. And it was amazing how there were so many people that were pushing for this. Several of the districts were pushing it and they just absolutely refused. Yeah. It's kind well, of sad well, when you're, because when, this is supposed to be our leadership. Well, when when you hear, I, I guess, I guess the whole promise that you're going to you're going to represent your constituents, I guess that means nothing if your family happens to own a grocery store chain, right? <laughs> it's like appa yeah, apparently Meyer isn't there. beholden to his constituents because he's just a he's just a household name. Everyone knows that last name. Um, no, right. the, and he's a he's a this is his first term. This is his first term in Congress, and he's already they're already treating him like he's untouchable. Like, oh no, this is his seat. Just, just let it go, let it go. As if there's no one else who could come behind him who could actually be a conservative and win. And that, that's that's the lie that the GOP always tells. They say, oh well, yeah, no one's perfect. But if we didn't have these people, the seats would be held by Democrats. That's not always true, which is why I showed that list of just how far right. Not, not that's not in a bad way, but just how plus how R plus these districts are. A few of them are swing, sure. But the vast majority of the people who voted for voted for this commission are either in a, a plus five Republican going all the way up to plus 20 or above. Right. So, yeah, no, the the, the GOP establishment is going to protect their own. So ha has there been any other effort to censure them? For, wait, let me just clarify. Um, no, they, they basically been this, told to stand down. So this was a state, the state party. Did the county party censure? Because I think they should... The county should be able to censure if they want, but this was through the state party. Correct. Um, and yeah. and they've talked about doing that. But the one thing I, I will say, which made me very happy to see, was the goal of the districts has been to make sure that no Democrat runs on a ballot un, unopposed. Yeah. So they've been able to get Republicans um, which is good. That's something Democrat they should be doing next election, which is a good thing. It, it is a good thing, but you, you also have to make sure that you have good people running. Um, yeah, I, I, every time I go to the, the, the polls, there's always someone who's, who's running unopposed and most people like it, the coroner is running unopposed. Most people, you technically don't have to be a doctor to be a coroner. A lot of people don't know that. But no one really wants to just jump in and say, I can be a better coroner. That's a very, it's a very specialized position. Same with sheriff. There's a lot of people who could be sheriff, but that's a lot of responsibilities just to take if you just wanted to run up against an unopposed sheriff. But there's lots of other things like special districts. Lots of people don't know what special districts are. If, if you see a special district, a lot of times they're for uh, natural gas or water or electricity or, or public transportation. A lot of times those, those special districts um, they run unopposed and and so when you see the mask mandates like oh if you if you want to ride the subway you have to wear a mask that was probably decided by someone who ran unopposed and has been in that position for years 
So yeah, it, it, it it's intimidating, but you're doing you're absolutely doing the right thing, getting involved, fighting back, and yes, you do realize when you start getting involved just how rigged the system is that even when someone does something terrible, the party is still going to back them up. Right. Um, one of the things that was very sad to hear was all the stuff that we're unaware of because it doesn't make mainstream media. Yeah. It, you know, like at what? some point we have a, a Southfield High School that's had their prom and they are allowing vaccinated kids to go free Unvaccinated, eighty dollars a ticket. Wait, say that again. It's, it's wrong. So, so say that again. Eighty dollars. They're they're laying. If you're vaccinated, you go. You get get to go free. But if you are unvaccinated, Correct. you have to pay eighty dollars. Correct. Wow. They're charging unvaccinated students eighty dollars. That is uh. And that's just right. That, that seems pretty unconstitutional. <laughs> now, listen, they so... it's not. Really? Yeah. So I've seen, I've seen school districts and I've seen businesses incentivize the vaccine. So by saying, like, hey, if you're vaccinated, you get... I've seen businesses say, like, hey, we can't force you to get vaccinated, but if you get vaccinated, we'll give you 50 bucks, right? Or I, I've seen school districts give extra benefits to someone who's vaccinated, but I've never heard of if you're vaccinated, it's free. If you're if you haven't gotten the vaccine, you have to pay eighty dollars. That is, it was just for just for just for school events. For their senior prom. The senior prom. Yeah. Wow. And what they are doing also, they're bringing in a mobile clinic mm-hmm. and allowing the students to get the vaccine without their permission. Yeah. That's that's pretty uh, that's pretty shocking. Now, yeah, like I, uh, well, the the rules the rules are always weird, right? Like if you want if you're in school and your kid needs a Tylenol, they're not allowed to get the Tylenol without your your parental approval. But if the kid wants to get a vaccine, apparently it's okay. None of that makes sense whatsoever. Um, we gotta let you go, but I'll give you the final word um, before we let you go. The final word is, if we really want to make a change, we do have to get off our butts and get out there and get active. One yeah. way or the other, Ex- do something. Excellent advice. Well, Susie, thank you so much for calling into the show. Really do appreciate it. And let us know how those meetings go in Michigan the next time you're at them. So we do now have Joe calling in. He is on his way to the airport. Just give the producer a second to switch lines uh, from Susie to Joe. Do we have Joe? We good? I'm here. Hey, welcome to the show. You've been a little MIA the past couple of days. How's it going? I am trying to get a ton of things done at the same time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So where are you on your way? Where are you on your way to? Max, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm here. Where, where are you on your way to? I'm on my way to see you. Yes, you are. <laughs> it's a little trick San question. Antonio. So, um, I guess are you gonna are we gonna do the podcast at my house tomorrow? Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Okay, well, I, I'll have to clean 
my office, make it a little bit more presentable. But uh, yeah, so that would be pretty <laughs> exciting. That would be pretty exciting. So uh, coming, you're going to the airport. What what do you think? Today we've been talking about just generically how the left really on is the way to the pro- airport. I'm, I'm getting a feedback loop, so I'm actually hearing my. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Um, so l- tell us, w- we've been talking about the whole show. What do you think about the fact that the left are embracing Hamas and saying that Hamas isn't a terrorist organization, but at the same time cracking down on conservatives and demanding this 9-11 style commission to investigate the insurrection? What do you think about this, this whole push to brand conservatives as terrorists, but Hamas are innocent? Well, I don't know what you'd expect different from the left. You're talking about terrorists that are supporting terrorists. And that is not hyperbole. This is what they actually stand for. The, the, the biggest issue that we face right now is that they are systematically trying to dismantle the United States. So if, you, yeah. if, you, if standing up for Hamas is just another way to say, hey, listen, I want to destroy the fundamental values of faith, the fundamental values of the Constitution, and those people that are conservatives in this country are fighting against it. And Hamas is over there trying to, to, frankly, destroy something that's really close to fundamentally the, the values that we hold as a as a nation. Well, and, and Israel Israel isn't perfect, but when you look at the region in terms of, of representative government, Israel is the closest in that region of the world to perfect. Um, I mean, much better than you, you look. You look at Syria, you look at Lebanon, you look at Jordan. Jordan's nice, but there you don't have the same kind of individual liberties there that you would see in Israel. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm still stunned. I know, I know you can't stand her, but I was looking today, Ilhan Omar, did you see that Ilhan Omar's um, daughter got into, I believe it was Columbia. She got into Columbia University and she is now proclaimed that she is unapologetically a communist. Have you seen that news? Well, I didn't see that, but I. But I. But are you surprised? No, I'm. I'm not surprised that she's a communist. I am a little surprised that she got into Columbia, but I guess the name, I guess that's a powerful name to have. Um, it, I'll be interesting to know whether she got in, through help of, uh, which parent, got her in. I think it was probably Ilhan. Um, but yeah, I'm not all that surprised. I'm not all that surprised, but to have a member of Congress's daughter claim she's a communist seems like a pretty big pretty big deal they the left is not i'm sorry max i'm going to call you right back i'm getting this okay yeah feed le- yeah feedback yeah loop. there's a feedback loop um and it's not good for for speaker phoning in the car you got to hold the phone up to your ear and i'm sure that when we get josh back he and uh and the other tech guys will figure out why that feedback loop exists joe's gonna call back in um but yeah no it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy um go to go to my screen mr producer here we go um this is can we put up my screen while while he's calling back in um here is isra hersey this is ilhan omar's daughter and you can see that she has in her twitter bio 18 double exclamation point angry black girl with a communist hammer and sicker sickle Columbia class of 2025 and tweets are my own, she says. 
And then she says, let's make it happen. Who's ready for revolution? RIP capitalism. Listen, not too long ago, if a member, I get it. Kids are weird. And what, it, what your kids do is not necessarily a reflection of you. But not too long ago, we would if, if a congressman or congresswoman's kid was out there preaching a communist revolution, that would have been a death sentence for their political careers. But here, apparently, it's enough to get you into Columbia. So we had Joe back off of speakerphone hey. onto his, his phone. Hey, can you hear us? Yeah, it's not getting any better, but I'll just try to do the best I can and just talk through it. So, so we, we don't, I know that you have to run because you're getting on a, a plane. What do you want to leave everyone with? Uh, obviously, you'll be here. You'll be on tomorrow. But uh, what do you want to tell everyone today since it's been a couple of days since you've been on? So today, I had the opportunity to spend about an hour and a half with a group of people that are tech company experts and CEOs from around the country. And we all have the same mission. How do we destabilize or offer a separate path that we can take um, and utilizing technology and how do we stand up against the weaponized media and the weaponized technology companies? Yeah. And at that meeting was someone from the Trump camp, uh, from the current Trump camp. And I can tell you that there are some really exciting things coming down the pike and that we have to take a position collectively to um, combat what's happening. And as people, as more and more people step out and say, hey, listen, I think that, I think what, what we're dealing with is it's too big. I want you to know that we're winning. But if we weren't winning, the left wouldn't spend hundreds of millions of dollars in Maricopa County to stop an audit. If we. Yeah. 9-11 quote unquote light commission to, to basically uh, create more propaganda. They know they're losing. They know that they have tech and they have media, yet the people, the public are not buying it. And what you're seeing with Ilhan Omar and some of the other crazy radical leftist terrorists that we have inside of our government that have infiltrated it, they're starting to recognize that more and more people see this as the last stand. And so as we go through this process over the next months and years, just understand that if you do your part, if you stand up, I understand there's going to be sacrifices, but if you stand up and you do your part, um, we cannot lose. We're not losing now. Yeah. And, and, and people say, well, what can I do? You can start standing up. You can start having an effectual voice. And uh, yeah, so I think we're, we're headed down a path that, that uh, is pretty exciting for all of us. Yeah, and there, there is this feeling of it, it ha it's, it's almost a now or never feeling that, that if, if we don't stand up right now, we're going to lose the ability to. And some Republicans are hearing that. Some Republicans are understanding that their constituents are, are fed up. We went through that list of 35 Republicans who voted for, that com for the commission. They obviously aren't hearing it. And uh, many of them are probably going to get primaried and many of them are probably going to lose their seats, deservedly so. Um, but yeah, no, I, I hear you. And it, it the, our whole goal is to take that feeling of helplessness. It, it's a combination. You feel like you have to do something that you're called to act, but there's also a feeling of helplessness because the whole world's against you. Leftist media, everything is just in your way. So our goal is to not only educate people, but also to guide them in how they can take action. So it, it's very exciting. It's going to be a very exciting couple of months coming up. Because combining those two, the education and giving people the ability to take action, 
um, to really give efficacy to people's yeah, voices. This, this event, Max, that we're happening on the 24th of June in, at Bandemir in Denver is going to be a culmination of all the things that we've been dealing with over the last six months. We're going to talk about it. It's one voice for America. It's, it's the voice that everyone needs to hear. And it'll come from every walk of life. We'll have influencers there that are from every part of the United States. And we have some special guests. Obviously, Mike Lindell will be speaking at that as well. But it'll be an opportunity for the people to see that we're not the minority. We're the majority. We need to stop acting as if this small group of people can control the outcome of our nation. Not without a fight. We definitely have to. We have an opportunity to, I don't know, reverse course on this nation and hold all of these traitors to our country responsible. We just have to make sure that we stay diligent and we arm wrestle and we just don't get tired. And if we do get tired, we have to continue to understand that if we get through this part, if we get through the part of, of uh, crushing this resistance of terrorists and communists, that yeah. uh, future generations and our kids will be in a much better place. Yeah, because that's what this is all about. It's about the future generations. Well, Joe, I know you're racing yet to – uh, flight. I will see you tomorrow, and I guess we'll we'll do the podcast here. Uh, I'll I'll get it all set up. It's a little bit more cramped than what you're used to, but um, we'll be able to do it. No problem. <laughs> so uh, ha- have a safe flight, and I'll, and I'll see you soon. All right. All right. God bless you all. Bye. So that that was Joe calling, and he's had a busy week, but uh, he'll be on the podcast tomorrow. I'm gonna have to get a second chair, but he'll be on the podcast. Tomorrow, a couple things to get through before we break for the day. Uh, go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is apparently the news story. U.S. states start seeing days of zero COVID-19 deaths. It's almost like flu season is over. Funny how that works, huh? Flu season is over, so COVID-19 deaths are disappearing. That's pretty interesting. And then this uh, news story, Texas executed its first um, death row inmate, I think in, in over almost a year, Quinton Jones, 41 years old, by lethal injection for fatally beating his great aunt to death in 1999 after she refused to lend him money. No press were there to witness the death because of a communications error. The left is going crazy over this, saying that he deserved to have reporters there. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he got what was coming to him. So we're going to take that down. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Again, if you like the podcast, please do give us a thumbs up. Only 79 thumbs up on Facebook right now. If you haven't already given that thumbs up, just hit it. It's easy. Push the button. So quick. Also, hit the share button. Again, so quick. And comment. On DLive, continue commenting. We always accept lemons. So if you have lemons to give, we will gladly accept your lemons. Um, the lemons help us grow the show. So if you want to help support the show, you want us to bring on more guests to put out more shows, we need your help to do it. So there is a donation link in the descriptions on DLive. There is a panel for a donation link, or we do take lemons. The other way you can help support the show is by joining our email newsletter. As I have repeatedly said during the podcast, that link is in the description. And again, if you haven't already, text the word freedom to 89517, and you will get an update right before we go live because Facebook won't do it anymore. They won't let you know we're live. So make sure you check that out. If you like the podcast and you listen to us live, make sure you also subscribe to the audio version. That's how we prove our numbers for advertisers and, again, grow the show. So you can find our audio podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean. Make sure you subscribe and you download the episodes and help us prove the numbers. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Joe was able to call in, but we will have Joe back tomorrow. 
And everyone remember that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.